The way we consume and share news today is largely rooted in social media outlets. A reason why it is crucial that we look at what's being discussed online from the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute. We're now joined by Yerika Park. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, Yerika. Yeah, I'm doing good. How's your Friday starting off? Um, um, <laughs> working. But I heard, I heard you're on vacation as well, right? Yeah, I'm on a break. Okay, so I'm on a bit of. A break. You're kind of on a half work, half vacation schedule. Yeah, you know how that is. Kind of, I think I'm, people like. That. I think I'm always working though. Yeah, Juan <laughs> is, is a bit of a workaholic. I know. I need to f- figure out a way to fix that. <laughs> okay, so let's start off with a uh, big fair, an urban break, uh, urban break yes. art fair that is. Um, Insole at the Coex. What is this all about, and what can uh, visitors expect to find over there? All right. So, Urban Break is uh, Asia's largest contemporary urban and street art fair, and uh, it kicked off just yesterday uh, for a four-day run at the Coex in southern Seoul. And the, the theme of this year's fair is green, equity, and digital. Okay, and um, how many uh, visitors are you expecting at this event? Yeah, a lot actually. Last year, the event was super successful. It drew over 40,000 visitors. Um, however, this year, it's, a, it's expected to attract even more people. And this year's uh, Urban Break Fair has turned its focus to graffiti, webtoons, tattoos, and also art toys. And uh, they, they plan to showcase all of these uh, themes through a series of special exhibitions. Uh, there will also be artist talks and also live performances as well. In the gallery booths, more than 3,000 paintings and murals by 450 creators are on display. Uh, the artists are active, super active in the current urban and street art scene, both here and abroad. For those of you who are interested in uh, street art and urban art, some of the names that I'm going to mention very shortly will make you go, oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm reading the names here. I recognize one, though, a uh, very uh-huh. world-renowned Banksy. Banksy. Yeah. Yes, so, exactly. So uh, this year's featured artists include uh, artists and political political activist Banksy. Uh, we also have a D-Face, who is a master of satirical graffiti. Uh, we also have the Indonesian artist Robi Dwi Antono, who brings together uh, imagery of surrealism and classical renaissance. Uh, we also have Akuda Samigel, who is best known for his rainbow-colored geometric world featuring humans, animals, and religious icons. And also Invader, who was recognized for mosaics with uh, patterns inspired by those classic pixelated video games. Now, very special this year, LA-based pop artist Matt Gondek is holding his solo show to unveil his latest work uh, titled Heart in a Cage. And he introduces popular comics uh, characters we all know, including Mickey Mouse, The Simpsons Family, and uh, Hello Kitty on his canvas. And he's known for deconstructing these images. Another eye-catching solo exhibit this year invites 10-year-old artist Nicholas Blake and uh, this is his first show in Korea and he showcases some 20 paintings of creatures from both wilderness and from myths 
as well. So the fair basically aims to target a growing number of millennial art collectors and also enthusiasts by bringing to the fore the genres and forms uh, that occupy a pretty prominent section in mainstream culture in the 21st century. But uh, it has not yet been properly highlighted as an art form. So the art fair aims to do precisely that. But, you know, this topic makes me feel old and uh, it definitely <laughs> makes me feel like I'm not in the MZ generation because so many of these world-renowned artists, I do not recognize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, do you belong to the MZ generation anyway? No, absolutely not. I mean, what, what, what is our generation? We're, we're almost the same age. I, I'm, I'm Gen X. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know where it got to MZ. I have no clue how time has flown by. Um, there are some other, I guess, genre or popular elements of popular culture other than uh, urban and street paintings, right? Some That's musical right. artists also participating. Yeah, there are going to be performances. And also I mentioned uh, webtoons are going to be featured. Five webtoon artists behind works like Our Beloved Summer, All of Us Are Dead, Tomorrow, Natural Born Idiots, and Fashion King will uh, be greeting visitors with digital prints and art toys inspired by their web comics. Um, one exhibition will be dedicated to tattoo artists, including Pollock, who has recently done a cover-up tattoo for uh, Jungkook of BTS. And also showcasing their work will be uh, Lifeo, who is known for adding contemporary touch to uh, traditional Korean minhwa or folk art and artifacts. So throughout the four-day event, Urban Strikers will lead its interactive project Prototype, and they'll be dressed all in black, and the crew members will travel to every nook and cranny of the venue, and, uh, you know, they're going to blend installation art and live performances, and I also mentioned there'll be artist talks uh, featuring uh, Matt Gondek, San Miguel, and Lonak, who have actually traveled to Korea this time for the event. Now, last but not least, uh, like its last edition, Urban Break 2022 will continue to examine the unexplored potential value of the digital asset through NFT collection. Uh, the collection will appear both in the 11 meter wide media wall installed at the venue's entrance and in the largest NFT marketplace, OpenSea. Right. Uh, the NFT market is going through a little bit of a bear market because the entire crypto sphere is also entering yes. into a bear market. But um, it still exists. And um, I think it's a very interesting asset class that I think will end up changing uh, a lot of the way that we function as a society. Absolutely. All right. The second story, and this is fascinating. So North Korea is always trying to angle for some sort of um, publicity, propaganda, possibly, yes. and uh, leading the charge on a certain YouTube channel is a North Korean child, a little girl. Yeah, a little girl who is 11 years old. And uh, in, the, in the series, she introduces herself as Hunga, her favorite book is Harry Potter. She speaks fluent English, by the way, and she has this impeccable British accent. So in short, not the sort of person you see often in North Korea. And uh, she has uh, her YouTube channel called Sari Voline. And her channel is filled with uh, 
videos, mostly propaganda, describing North Korea as a paradise for children with plenty of amusement parks, water parks, children's hospitals, and caring healthcare workers. And uh, through her channel, she basically introduces her magnificent life in Pyongyang. And uh, in the latest video uploaded just two days ago, uh, she said that Pyongyang citizens enjoy pinsu or shaved ice, which is sold by street vendors all over the city. And uh, she says she promises to uh, introduce the best shaved ice shop to viewers who visit Pyongyang. I'm willing to bet the pinsu in North Korea is a little bit cheaper than the apple mango pinsu. Oh, right? MG, yeah. <laughs> You're uh, right. But you also, you know, she's, you mentioned that uh, she introduced um, hospitals and healthcare workers. Yeah. Did she mention anything about the recent COVID situation in North Korea? She did, in fact. Uh, in fact, she shares her quarantine experience after she was infected with COVID-19. And uh, she tries to show how effectively uh, North Korea responded to the pandemic. And uh, in the video, two men in military uniform are seen uh, arriving at her home with medicine. And, she, you know, she says with a grin, everything is control is under control as uh, it, it used to be. That's, I think, kind of a rarity, right? Usually North Korea would kind of keep uh, anything with disease or COVID kind of under wraps, but actually yeah. be a little bit more forefront, although it, it's probably uh, set up a little bit. But, Again, uh, it's propaganda. Yeah. Um, how popular is this channel? Um, well, she has... Uh, 5,100 subscribers as of this morning. Uh, since January 27th, she's uploaded four videos. Not sure if more are going to come, but uh, that's where things stand for now. Okay, and you said she had impeccable British accent. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if you watch the video with your eyes closed, you would think it was some British kid uh -huh. speaking to us. Uh, she says in the video that she learned English from her, from her mother from mm -hmm. a very young age. Mm -hmm. But uh, according to news reports, uh, Songa is the daughter of a North Korean diplomat who once used to be based in London. I see. And um, this new tactic of putting a child at the forefront to spearhead a propaganda channel on YouTube is a mm -hmm. little bit of a changing of gears for North Korea. Yeah, and the main reason why they're putting a child uh, at the forefront is uh, it's their way to dodge Google's internal policy. Uh, YouTube previously closed several channels run by North Korea, including DPRK Today and Red Star TV, on the grounds that the videos propagated North Korea's political system with a rather aggressive content. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you can see, South Koreans could also see this channel through yep. YouTube. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the it's not illegal to view it. You just can't disseminate it. So if you wanted to go check it out, you should go see what, what that yeah. propaganda is looking like. Yep. Uh, moving on to the third topic. It's uh, a topic about football or soccer. Yes. And uh, increasing popularity of a uh, South Korean South Koreans embracing of women's soccer or football. That's right. I'm not sure if you saw this because you're you're a big football fan, but this is also a reality TV show, which I know that you're not a huge fan of. Uh, but I, know, I, I watched this show. I watched this show, <laughs> yeah. but I, I'm, I don't really enjoy it too much. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, there was a reality TV show that was launched last summer, uh, titled Kick a Ball. Uh, it's basically TV personalities, all female, including actors, models, singers, and comedians, playing soccer under the coaching of uh, the 2002 World Cup heroes, including Lee Young Kyo. And the show had a unique concept. It's basically female beginners improving their soccer skills, and the show quickly captured everyone's imagination. It broke uh, in a peak audience rate of. Of a 9.5% in December of 2021. Uh, but the impact of the show, in fact, was much bigger than just pure entertainment. Okay. In which way? Um, well, uh, Plab Football, which is a social sports platform that organizes its users to play futsal, which is a game similar to five-a-side football, it said that it experienced a 45.2% increase in female users in July 2021 from the previous month when uh, the show first aired. And uh, the platform ranks its users into five different levels according to their skills, with level five indicating a professional level and level one being a beginner. And uh, data from the app shows that more than 50% of its total 11,000 female users are ranked level two or lower. So beginner beginners. I see. And, um, you know, in order for something to really thrive, we need people with a common goal, same interest, kind of pushing the agenda forward. So... Yeah. Uh, Exactly. So it, that's why we have uh, amateur soccer players like Tong Ji Hyun. You know, she was one of two girls who played football at her elementary school. It was a school of 400 kids. And her love for the sport started by kicking around a ball with her guy friends in her neighborhood. And uh, she entered college. She joined a football club, but it barely had enough people to play. Now, after college, she was working for a sports marketing company mm -hmm. when she came across a London-based creative football collective called Romance FC, which aims to create opportunities for players both on and off the pitch. And she loved the fact that they make content combining soccer and culture. And she was determined to make a similar club or a creative uh, here in South Korea. And uh, she that's why she created something called Nutty FC back in 2019 with her football playing friends in the hopes of expanding interest in women's games in South Korea. And that's a very interesting name. What is the meaning behind Nutty FC? Well, according to Chung, Nutty has a rather ambiguous meaning. It stands for our desire to be eccentric, refusing to be ordinary. And C from FC stands for creatives, not club. I see. So what kind of creatives are we talking about here? Well, other than playing games at least once a week, uh, Nutty FC engages in designing uniforms, exhibiting their work, and uh, creating reels to try to make women's football go viral in this country. We love uh, Tottenham stars, Son Min, and uh, the rest of the men's national team also gets a lot of support as well, but not much else for the women here in South Korea. So Nutty FC has grown over the years and now boasts members from various uh, backgrounds, but their ambition is the same, which is to change the perception of women's football here in South Korea. They want people to know that women playing soccer is as normal as men playing soccer. Yeah, I mean, that tends to be some of the, I guess, hurdles for uh, females here in Korea, like even basketball, which is a sport that I like to play. Yeah. A lot of um, ladies who want to get into the game uh, are kind of scared or they feel like they don't have as many options as the yeah. as, as their male counterparts but mm -hmm. shows like this and 
uh, players and people like Chong Ji-yeon are breaking down those barriers, and it's good to see that happening. That's right. Well, uh, Yerika, thank you so much, uh, and have a fantastic weekend. You too. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.